Welcome to Season 2 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 9 of The Good Place. So where we left off, they had just found out that Michael was on their side again. And he said that that he had a special way to get into the good place. And he rings down a hot air balloon that only works if you're the best version of yourself. Eleanor gets on first, and she passes. It lights up green. And then Tahani, and then Jason. But when Chidi tries to get on, it lights up red. And he immediately starts complaining because he doesn't think he is the best version of himself. He worries about all those other versions. And how is he supposed to know which one is the right one? And how does he even know which version is real? And what does it even mean to be a self? So obviously, Chidi starts cheating and gets into a whole existential crisis. So everybody gets off the hot air balloon to go calm Chidi down. And when they try to get back on, this time it's Eleanor who fails. And she yells, ugh, Chidi got in my head. And so they're, they're struggling to figure out how to make sure they're all the best versions of themselves. And that's when Michael has a confession to make. He confessed that it wasn't the four humans that was the problem. It was that the whole thing was fake. He didn't know what he was doing. He had a feeling, uh, a feeling that he couldn't describe. Maybe after sad. Of course, the feeling that he was trying to describe was guilt, and he's having trouble figuring out how is he going to manage this. And he's pretty much given up. He's like, look, Sean's going to figure out any moment that we didn't actually, you didn't actually escape to the medium place, and that obviously I was helping you. He's going to come back here. You're all going to get sent to the real bad place, and I'm going to go to retirement forever. So basically, Michael sacrificed everything he ever wanted, and the outcome's going to be the same for the humans either way. So he's really in kind of a bad place. And then Eleanor says, you know what we all need? We need to do a classic shell stop response. Ignore all our problems and have a party. So the first thing we want to talk about from this episode is Michael's confession because he is really trying to do the right thing. He's trying to help, but he's realizing that he's in way over his head. He was kind of a big deal in the bad place, but that doesn't mean that he actually has connections to the good place. And he sort of misrepresented his abilities to the humans, and he has to come clean about it. And this really shows that Michael is becoming a human. And that's not always a good thing, but it can also be a very good thing. So what do you think, Ayla? Have you ever either seen in a movie or experienced it yourself of having people think something that isn't true about you and just letting them kind of do it because it's easier that way, but then having to come clean if they didn't have a full understanding of who you were? I don't know. I don't have an example. Okay, I've got one from the movie that we watched last weekend. We watched Maleficent, which is the story of Sleeping Beauty told through the point of view of Maleficent or the evil witch who cast the spell on her. And so in this version of the story, we see that Maleficent has been very wronged and that she cast that spell out of anger to get back at somebody who had really, really harmed her. But... As the years go by, she ends up getting really close to Aurora, who is Sleeping Beauty, and she lets Aurora think that she's a good person because that is all that Aurora has ever known. And in the meantime, she's trying to undo the harm that she's done. She's trying to get rid of the spell. She's trying to fix things, but she can't do it. And so the only way that she really can 
start to put things right again is to confess what she's done wrong, to confess that she did cast this spell. And in doing so, she risks losing Aurora's trust and her friendship. To be fair, Aurora found out on her own, and then the Leficent just agreed with her. You're right, you're right. Michael definitely took more initiative to right his wrongs and to go and tell the humans that he had been misleading them, whereas Maleficent kind of got caught in her lies. But I think that the thing there is that it shows us that when you've started down that road of deceit, that you can end up getting caught up way more than you ever expected to and have to tell more and more lies or more and more misleading things in order to keep the original one going. And so I think in both of these cases, we see that the sooner that you come forward and are honest about what's going on, the fewer harms that you will have done along the way in both of these examples. And I think also we learn that you might end up having the people that you care about not trust you anymore, and that's just kind of part of the package. And in both of these cases, these people were able to eventually kind of regain the trust. They forgave Michael really quickly, right? Like, the humans realize that they have messed up a lot, too, and so they forgiveness is kind of just part of the package. And now it is time to talk about our feelings. The reason that Michael confesses in the first place is because he's having feelings of guilt, but he doesn't even have a word for that because he says that humans have way too many emotions. They have way too many feelings. And I don't know that I agree with Michael that there's way too many, but we definitely have a lot. I'm looking at this emotion and feeling wheel right now, and in the center there are six main feelings, fear, anger, sadness, surprise, joy, and love. But then from those, the, the wheels get smaller and smaller because there's different versions of those. Like for instance, for joy, you could feel enthusiastic. And for enthusiastic, you could feel zeal or you could feel excited. For sadness, you could feel neglected. You could feel isolated or you could feel lonely. So they just kind of keep branching out and getting more and more specific into all of these different versions of feelings. When I look at all these feelings, I think that that some of them might be able to like get in your way sometimes, but some of them can help you depending on what you're trying to do because if you are trying to write this really hard paper for school, but you get distracted because you're really excited that your donuts are here. Why is it that every time we're talking about something exciting, you take it back to donuts, Ayla? Donuts are exciting, and they're one of my favorite desserts. Okay, so let me get back on track here. Sometimes your emotions about donuts get in your way. What else do you have to say about that? So if someone was being really, really mean to you, and you have to tell them that, but if you can feel, then it will just make them think that it's okay to be mean to you. But when you can feel, you can tell them, hey, back off. So it sounds like you're saying that emotions can be useful if we're using them to communicate well or to to get in touch with our needs. And I think I agree with you. I think that um, I do sometimes feel frustrated with my emotions and feel like they get in the way of what I'm trying to accomplish, and sometimes they are a distraction. But more often, I think that my emotions are useful. I do think that they help me be motivated. They help me express care for other people. They help me... Um, you know, just want to enjoy my life. I think that I, if if I could get rid of all of the bad emotions, but also had to get rid of all of the good ones, I don't think it would be worth it. 
I don't really think there are any bad emotions. Tell me more about that. People may think that sadness is a bad emotion, but it's really not. It can help you. And if you've watched the Inside Out movie, you'll see that. That's a good point. Even the emotions that make us not feel great, like Michael was feeling his after sad emotion, they're still useful and they still kind of serve purposes in our lives. So I do think it's fair for you to say that there are no bad emotions. There are just maybe ones we enjoy more and ones we enjoy less. Moving on, even though they know that the balloon and the plan were fake, they still need to find out how to be the best versions of themselves. And that brings us to our question of the day. Can you be the best version of yourself? Pause the podcast, think about it, talk about it, and then come back. So what do you think, Ayla? Can we be the best version of ourselves? I think that you can be the best version of yourself. You just can't be the best version of yourself and know it. Ooh, that is really interesting. Tell me a little more about that. Mm, Okay, maybe you can know. Maybe you just can't know for sure. Why not? What makes it hard to know when you're the best version of yourself? Feelings. Feelings are what makes it hard to know if you're the best version of yourself. It's that feeling that makes you unsure of yourself. Ah, so you think that when we are the best versions of ourselves, we're still going to be unsure about it. I think I agree with you because I think that if I thought I was the best version of myself, then that would mean I had stopped trying to be better. And if I've stopped trying to be better, well, then I'm probably not the best version of myself anymore, right? So it's kind of a paradox that in order to be the best version of myself that I can be, I have to kind of be constantly trying to become better but I do also think that it shouldn't just be a project right like we shouldn't just have a checklist of like oh if I do this and then I do this if I weigh this much and my hair is this pretty and my house has this many rooms in it and I drive this kind of car like I don't think that there's some some checklist about what we should look like or how how much money we should have or what things we should have that make us the best version I think it's about kind of looking at how we interact with the world and adapting to what the world around us needs. And so in that sense, I don't think we can ever be the best version of ourselves in any stable way because the world is always going to change. And so we need to be able to change with it to be our most useful and helpful and kind. And we're always going to be a little bit unsure because we never know what's coming next. It could be a conscience or embarrassment or regret But there will always be one feeling that makes you unsure that you're the best version of yourself. So as this episode is wrapping up, it looks like things are over for our entire group. Michael's going to get sent to retirement. The humans are going to get sent to the real bad place. Things are not looking good for them, and they've kind of just given up. But then Eleanor decides that they have a new plan. 
So they figured, why don't they talk to the good place and bad place judge? And they found out that the only way there is a portal through the actual bad place. And Eleanor says, why not? What else do we have to lose? Which at this point is kind of a good argument. They're in the worst case scenario. Anything they try is likely to be better or at least the same. And Michael says that they're going to do the most human thing of all. Attempt something futile with a ton of unearned confidence and fail spectacularly. So he doesn't think that this plan is going to work. But he's willing to try mostly because he just wants to keep hanging out with his friends and not give up. And so sometimes the best we can do is just keep going even if things look really bad. And that's where we're going to end this episode. And we hope you'll join us next week to see what happens. <laughs>